So lots of turnover in the offseason and none during the season. That's a winning formula. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, I always like to remind everyone we are free, and I always like to thank everyone who's watching uh, for watching the show and as well as for listening. And if you haven't already, um, if you see that red subscribe button and you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that. It means a lot. And to those of you who already have, Again, thanks. And you can always follow me at Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. All right, so during the offseason, you added new running backs, you added a new quarterback, a whole bunch of new wide receivers, and Lincoln Riley, of course. However, through your first eight games, your offense has turned the ball over one time. So is it less is more or is more or is more less? I mean, I guess it's kind of an oxymoron right now for USC. You could look at the turnovers and uh, and fumble statistics throughout the history. And uh, it's a it's a very significant statistic in football uh, because it's usually one of those leading characteristics of a winning team. I'm, I got some stats here from. I'm just going to go from 2010 through 2018, but I'm going to include Oregon State 2019 for a reason because they tied 2018. Uh, Georgia Southern, yeah, you're familiar with that name now because Clay Helton is their head coach. Well, back in 2018, they led the country with only five turnovers as a team, and they finished the season with a 10 and three record. Not too bad, right? Let me go over some other teams uh, between 2010 and 2018, just so you can understand the significance of, of how the turnovers, if you if you don't turn the ball over, how it will help you win. In 2017, LSU, uh, they only turned the ball over eight times as a team. They finished nine and four. 2016, Western Michigan, eight times. They finished 13 and one. 2015, Naval Academy, eight turnovers. They finished 11 and 2. In 2014, Oregon, they turned the ball over 11 times, finished with a 13 and 2 record. So now these turnovers with 10. 2013, 2013, both Louisville and Naval, now the Naval Academy again, had 10 turnovers, uh, 12 and 1 and 9 and 4, respectively. Uh, let's just jump down here to 2011. LSU had 10 turnovers. They finished 13 and 1. In 2019, uh, Oregon State, through their first seven games, had turned the ball over just two times. They finished that season with a total of five. Four interceptions. Of the five, four winners were interceptions. So think about this for a moment. If USC average just one turnover through their next four regular season games, they would finish with five. That would tie 
the, the record for the least amount of turnovers in a season at any level, FBS, Division Three, you name it. Um, that's an amazing stat. And you, you don't think they're going to, you don't think that's going to happen, right? What, what have they showed you that, you know, they have a propensity to, to turn the ball over. Now, you know, USC's had one interception, um, and while the ball has hit the ground a couple of times this season, um, they still have no fumbles through their first eight games. That's a crazy stat. And Lincoln was asked about that, at, you know, after Tuesday's practice, and he's like, he kind of rolled his eyes, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that before. So USC is definitely on a, on a on a on a pace to to set a record. Um, here are here's what USC is up against for their next few games, and this is why you're thinking, okay, well, if USC really focuses on ball security, uh, something special might be happening here. Uh, Cal and Colorado are their next home games at the Coliseum, obviously. And uh, as far as the uh, Bears' defense is concerned, so through their first eight games, they've created 15 turnovers. So it could, they could be a threat. Justin Wilcox is a you know their head coach has a defensive mentality. Um, well, he did until he when he was at USC's when he was USC's defensive coordinator, things didn't work out quite as well, but. Um, so far this year, his defense at Cal has uh, forced five fumbles and ten interceptions. So maybe that, maybe where we need to look if it's going to happen this Saturday at homecoming, uh, will Caleb Williams throw an interception because they don't seem to force too many fumbles through uh, eight games. Um, Colorado, USC's next opponent um, in two weeks. You know, and I feel bad for using the word. You know, using those words, they suck, but because Colorado's defense really does. Uh, because, you know, you got guys over there, young men, they're busting their hump, doing the best they can. Or you hope they are. Um, but they've only created, as a team, eight turnovers through eight games. So uh, they do. That defense kind of sucks. No offense to the players. As a whole, you guys aren't getting the job done. And, oh, by the way, uh, Colorado's lone win came at home against Cal. So go figure, right? And because uh, USC has three more home games before, uh, with uh, the UCLA game mixed in there, I'm going to throw in a little bonus here with Notre Dame. The Domers, they have created only six turnovers through their first eight games. Three fumbles, three interceptions. So, uh, USC has four games remaining, all of them are in Southern California, three of them are at the Coliseum. I just went over those stats. What do you think? Can USC uh, beat that record? You know, got to keep it, you know, just to keep everything balanced, when USC travels to UCLA, uh, as far as their defense is concerned, they've created a total of 13 turnovers, five fumbles, eight interceptions. So, as I mentioned, there's never been a team at any NCAA level, FBS, FCS, Division II or three, that's gone an entire season without losing at least one fumble. Can that happen at USC in 2022? Wow.
that'd be a crazy thing. You think about the turnaround this team is making and to have that be part of that. Um, it's just something to kind of go, whoa. We, we talk about the USC's um, turnover margin, how they're leading the country, plus 16. You give all the credit to the defense for creating all those turnovers. Well, there's the other side of the equation, and we got to really focus on the offense and how well they're protecting the ball. Knocking on wood. So there's four FBS teams that share the lost fumble record at one. That's Iowa State in 2018, Northern Illinois in 2014, Miami, Ohio in 1998, Bowling Green in 1996. If that stat needs to be updated and I'm missing something here, feel free to chime in and correct me. I don't think that it'll offend anybody or disprove my point of where USC is. I just didn't see it. I, I apologize if I missed that stat. Like I said, that would be a heck of an, uh, of an accomplishment uh, if this team can achieve that goal. And hopefully I didn't jinx them. Um, if it does happen, it won't complain me. You know, it's not like I pulled a couple of, you know, pitchers who are pitching a perfect game for the Dodgers, right? Yeah, it's, it's like I didn't jinx them. Don't worry about it. If it happens, it happens. I'm no Dave Roberts. I hate that guy. Sorry, I'm still bitter. Anyways, um, he did that twice for anybody who's wondering. Yeah. Who does that? Anyways, so Travis Dye, he's carried the load so far um, for USC as far as having the the most opportunities to fumble the ball. You know, like I said, I, the ball has hit the, the, the turf a couple of times, but USC has been fortunate enough to fall on it. Um, so no harm, no harm, no foul there. And, however, I'd hate to be the guy uh, not named Travis Dye uh, to fumble the ball. You know, and obviously it's good. The, the law of averages say it's going to happen. We hope that it doesn't, but um, if it does, you know, it sounds weird, but I, I hope it's Travis Dye. That way um, nobody else who has limited opportunities has to suffer that wrath because then Travis is going to have to go over and tell him that he sucks and he'll be saying it with a big old smile on his face, hopefully. Uh, just as a reminder, that was one of Travis's best post-practice quotes uh, since he arrived as a USC Trojan. So on that note, USC is, they've got another team goal to shoot for. And, um, you know, protecting the ball is all about, you know, protecting your home, right? Here it comes. Simply safe. If you've thought about securing your home, uh, with home security, but have been putting it off, you want to listen up. Right now, Locked On USC listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by USC, by USC, by US News and Report. Yeah, I got USC on the brain. For a third year in a row. So in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology. It's trademarked exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and to verify the threat is real so you can priority, so you can get priority police response in time. Simply Safe is a home, a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, 
smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fire, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system, with the top-rated SimpliSafe app stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm your or unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust your system settings anywhere you are. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system. <clears throat> Get 50% off new Simply Safe systems at simplysafe.com today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com forward slash locked on USC, or excuse me, locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Okay. Uh, thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Constant reminder. Uh, but for your second listen, you might want to go check out the Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the g- biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with your local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So, I got a little bone to pick, a little vent section. I want to really know what grinds my gears. If you ever watched uh, Seth MacFarlane, any of his stuff, Family Guy, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, there's a lot of belly aching and whining by the UC regents and uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. But you want to know why it's falling on deaf ears? I'm going to highlight something for you. So there was a uh, report on the internet, I believe it was from SI, Sports Illustrated. The report says that USC's exit from the Pac-10, excuse me, yeah, from the Pac-10 would mean an estimated loss of 9.8 million, or nearly 30% of the conference's media rights for each of the remaining schools. While UCLA's departure would not be quite as drastic, with estimates of 10%, or 3.25 million. Um, now, that, those numbers did not factor in the losses of ticket sales. And if anybody's been watching UCLA home games, we know that is in negative integers. It makes no difference whatsoever. I mention that because the UC system does not affect USC. USC is a private school. So they pack 10 plus 2 for the time being. Uh, their financial their financial loss from from UCLA is an estimated three point two five million, three and a quarter million dollars. BFD, right? George Klyovkov will make that up in no time with his new media rights deal. Look, the the departures of Southern Cal of USC and UCLA. Um, it, it, again, the report says. The departures of USC and UCLA from the Pac-12 conference could mean an estimated loss of around $13 million per year in media rights for each of the remaining schools, according to an interim report issued by the University of California Office of the President, whatever, whoever that is. The report was released Wednesday during a Board of Regents meeting held at UCLA to address its move to the Big Ten Conference in 2024. California Governor Gavin Newsom demanded an explanation from UCLA about the move when he attended last month's Regents 
uh, a meeting that was held in San Francisco, UCLA and UC, when UCLA and USC announced on June 30 that they the schools would be leaving the Pac-12 in two years. USC, as I mentioned, is a private institution and not a part of the UC system. Oh, by the way, uh, this Wednesday's meeting, Newsom didn't attend. So again, falls on deaf ears, just a bunch of bloviating from him, kind of like me, uh, but my bloviating matters. And just like whatever the UC regions and Gavin Newsom are saying, it doesn't matter. They can't stop UCLA from moving. So while I do appreciate uh, the UC regions highlighting, you know, how uh, inconsequential UCLA's move to the conference is, it truly shines a light on USC's value to the Pac-12, the Pac-10 plus two. Um, you take USC away from this conference, and you you see how how much money the conference potentially is going to lose. I mean, it, it's right there. Let's just use their numbers. You know, they, they try and talk about, you know, how, uh, how it's going to adversely affect the, uh, the student athletes in the, uh, in the Olympic sports. Well, I, I, again, I call BS on that. The financial benefits uh, to, to the school, UCLA and USC, as well as its student athletes, um, which includes the Olympic sports uh, that generate no revenue. I, you know, let's keep this in mind. Those sports, they produce nothing. They they literally are a, they drain on the athletic departments, especially UCLA's. I'm not going to get into the particulars, but they are going, without UCLA moving, uh, they are a money pit. They are going to lose significant money. Um, through their athletic department. But because of this move, those programs uh, will now benefit uh, financially. They'll have more tutors that these student athletes can rely on. NIL will be another benefit from the move. So, you know, they get they get to ride the coattails of the football and the basketball programs that generate money for everybody else. And this isn't just at USC or UCLA. This is for every single sports athletic program in the country at every university. Excuse me. Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, you name it. Without football, without basketball, those other programs cannot financially exist. Title IX makes them exist. That's a whole other story for another, for another program with people smarter than me to discuss it. Okay, so has, has anyone ever seen that dude, Mike? You know, he, Mike, is he's a resort uh, concierge out there in Las Vegas. He's got a big time sweat problem. Um, literally, when he puts on a suit and goes to work within an hour, that dude's sweat pits are just, he's almost drippy. A um, little descriptive, but yeah, he's got a sweating problem. Well, not anymore thanks to sweat block. Uh, Mike was able to fix his problem because of that, because of sweat block. He got these sweat block wipes, and they're a must-have for anybody's toiletry bag. So whether it's for a big presentation, whether it's for work or a hot date, anyone can benefit from, from uh, sweat block. 
So if you or if, if you or anyone you know uh, is experiencing ex embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock, and you can save twenty percent with the uh, promo code Locked On at Sweatblock.com, and it's also available at Amazon. So check that out. Alrighty now. So before we get out of here, uh, WeRSC.com's Eric McKinney. Uh, you really need to head on over to WeRSC.com. It is the best site out there for all of your VIP subscription written content, whether it's from me, Eric, your, you want your recruiting information from Scott Schrader, you want to get a complete thorough breakdown on how defense, how USC's defense works. Go check out Kevin Bruce, former team captain from back of the McKay, uh, John McKay teams. Uh, he breaks it down and, you know, Eric covers the team. I cover the team. And we've got Chris Arledge and his musings. Really, wersc.com, you don't want to miss it. And we've got a limited time thing going. Ten bucks gets you through August 31st, 2023. Go check it out. Anyways. Eric McKinney, he did a deep dive into uh, No Lost November. Everyone who is old enough to watch the show knows who Pete Carroll is and uh, know, should know that through his uh, first 28 games in November as the head coach of USC, he never lost. His first loss came in November 2009 in the uh, What's your deal game with Jim Harbaugh and Stanford? And everybody remembers where he went for two to get to 50 points. So um, in Pete Carroll's career at USC, in the month of November, he finished 29-1. and one. That ain't too bad, right? <laughs> well, Lincoln Riley, he also understands the importance of November. And he spoke about it uh, Monday night on the Trojans Live radio show. Quote, I think the best teams get better this time of year because I, I do think a lot of teams get worse this time this time of year as well. I really do. Again, it's human nature. It's complacency. It's getting tired of the same old thing. It's bodies getting sore. It's the it's it's the monotony. I mean, it just happens. It's everybody that it's everybody that hooted and hollered and rah-rah and rah-rah before the season. And we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, go talk to me, week nine. And, and you don't hear a peep, end quote. So that was Lincoln Riley's th initial thoughts, um, you know, on, on how you have to stay focused in the month of November and how it's up to the coaching staff to make sure the team understands that. So, you know, let me remind everybody that um, USC has – we just talked about in the previous segment, in the month of November, USC gets to sleep in their own beds for the rest of the regular season. They've got Cal coming up, Saturday night homecoming, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. The following week, Friday night, 6.30 p.m. at the Coliseum, Colorado. Then USC travels, what, less than 10 miles to Pasadena, to the Rose Bowl to play UCLA. That time of the game has yet to be determined. And then they finish at home against Notre Dame, uh, November 26th, Thanksgiving weekend. So basically, Lincoln Riley said it's a race against time. Quote, uh, you've got 
you've got to truly make the most of each day because in reality, a lot of teams this time of year eliminate themselves. They'll crack, they'll break, they'll get tired of getting coached, they'll get tired of doing the little things right. Remember beginning of the year, it's about discipline over default. A majority of teams eliminate themselves and don't even give themselves a chance. We've got to be very self-aware of who we are right now, the things that we've got to get better at, and be very real about what it's going to take and what we can't afford to miss out on, end quote. So um, on yesterday's episode, I told you what Lincoln Riley thought about the first college football poll that was released that came out on Tuesday. Here's why. Everything that Lincoln Riley just said about the month of November. Um, As I mentioned on yesterday's episode of Locked on USC, when the first CFP poll came out, USC was number nine in that initial ranking. So while 50% of the teams to participate in the playoffs have been ranked in the top four of the uh, of the first poll, that that stat will hold true. Digest these numbers, this this information, um, and keep in mind that Lincoln Riley is USC's head coach. <clears throat> in 2015, Oklahoma with Riley as the offensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners, they were ranked number 15 in that initial poll. They made the playoffs. In 2018, Oklahoma, with Riley as the head coach, they were ranked number seven in the initial poll. They made the playoffs. In 2019, the Sooners were number nine in that first poll and dropped to number 10 in the second poll. It's almost like he's setting the Trojan fans up for, hey, things could change next week, even with a win. Remember that, Trojan fans, as you're listening and watching this show. So, in understanding all that, Riley and Oklahoma, they made the playoffs in each of those years. Okay? So, with four games remaining, I guess, you know, maybe we should, I don't know, do we want to look ahead? Do we want to use the the Lincoln-Riley outlayer stuff as something as another stat that is going to hold true? If so, hey. Let's fire up the torch. Let's get the William Tell Orbiter going. And uh, let's watch Traveler lead the charge to the playoffs. With Lincoln Riley as USC's head coach. A lot going on still. A lot going on. And uh, we're just going to take it one game at a time. we got Cal coming up. We've got another Locked on, US, Locked on USC episode coming up tomorrow after you watch this one. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.